Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, mutants, marbles, monsters, morlocks, and chuds, this is the Set in Stone Podcast. You face the possibility of shock and damage. Where the hell did that come from? What's going on here? I'm your host for this issue, James Stone, where our guest will be Ismael, a.k.a. Ish, a longtime ACC member here in Las Vegas, and uh, an all-around awesome guy. He really knows his stuff. Uh, longtime fan of comic books, really knows about the, the nuances, and uh, just has a great love for the genre and all things art. Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play Little League instead. In this issue, we'll be reviewing Conquest Number 1, for which I am the artist, uh, for Immortal Samurai Comics, which I'm also a co-creator and co-publisher for, with my brother Steve Stone, out of Florida, <laughs> for the last 20 years or so. I don't know what I'm saying half the time. Okay, uh, forgive me in this issue, uh, it's going to be a little rough, uh, my first time ever doing a podcast, uh, thankfully it went very smoothly, and uh, Ish and I, we get along really well. Um, <laughs> we had a lot of fun doing this. Do you know what? We're going to have another issue with Ishmael uh, coming up very soon. But uh, for now, here is issue one of Conquest. <laughs> See, I don't even know what I'm doing. Here we are with uh, Ishmael for issue one of the Set in Stone podcast reviewing Conquest number one. Uh, and if you have a copy of your own, follow along at home. It should be pretty easy. Uh, and if not, you can find it at ImmortalSamurai.com. That's where you can buy copies of my comic. And uh, they're pretty damn inexpensive, uh, even for an indie book. Or you can get the digital download, which is even cheaper. Come on, guys. Just help us out. <laughs> indie Comics needs your help really, really bad. <laughs> okay, anyways. Here we go. Uh, issue 1 of Set in Stone Podcast. Okay, for the record... State your name and state what you love. All right. The name is Ismael Miguel Samayoa, a.k.a. Ish. And what I am a fan of is comics in all its forms. Sweet. Okay. So what we're doing here today is we're going over Conquest number one. Um, our thoughts on the book, uh, thoughts on the art, thoughts on um, anything in general. So, uh, all right, we'll start with the... What, what catches you first? Alright. I am an old comic book fan, and uh, first off, saw this at the convention, and took one look at the cover, independent style, kind of away from the normal genre. But I look at it personally and go, why didn't I have this as an action figure? This is a really cool G.I. Joe-esque looking action figure guy. He has his sword out, he looks like he's ready to tear it up. He has a cool mask on. He has the, the white hair and, and the uh, suit. Simple, but eye-catching. And I went, all right, fine. Saw the title, and it said, Conquest, know yourself, be who you must be. Cool. Yeah, he's got a, like a is it Hannibal Smith thing going on with that hair for the A-team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, like... <laughs> is it Hannibal Smith, is it? You, de you definitely got a little Hannibal Smith going yeah. on there, uh, you know. He's got a Silence of the Lamb mask going on, and I'm just like, okay, this guy's evidently going to tear somebody up with some fava beans. But yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. 
This is like the what copy you've got there. That's like the yeah, that's like the second iteration. Do you ever see the first one? The uh, black no. and white. No, yeah, I didn't that was that was pretty badass. Okay, so I will right, we'll start off on uh, page one here. So all right, well, I can say this right off the bat: the story starts you off jumping into the middle of a story. It isn't the galaxy far, far away. It isn't once upon a time. It's, you know, like a thriving adventure, and you're just caught up in the middle of it, which is good, because uh, as the books progress, it has a very, to give you an idea of what you, what you expect, a, a Quentin Tarantino, Pulp Fiction-y type of feel to it, because you get a mixed match of all these characters, and it's up to you to figure out which one you like a little better than the others. <laughs> That's... Uh... That's being way too kind. I think we were just trying to rip off a of Sin City. But, uh, <laughs> Sin City in space. We got like nine guys and they all meet up, sorta. But, uh, like I say, it's all action, but like the first thing you see is literally just like a news report. Like some guy's just reporting on the news. Alright, I mean. Little Easter eggs if you look at like, uh, I think it's, what is it, panel three? The guy with the uh, beard in the middle there? Uh-huh. That, that's supposed to be George Lucas. Oh. In a turtleneck. <laughs> oh, wow. That, he put yeah. way too much. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. This is more effort than he'd ever do in any Star Wars film nowadays. <laughs> well, you know, okay. The, um, let's see. Not much is going on, really. It's just an interview. Um, it's an establishing shot of the, of the uh, character. Which, yeah. you know... Uh, you come over and you get flashes of the past on the uh, second panel, on the second page. Uh, just there's a little more to it than uh, than society showing. Yeah. Okay. So we have a flashback about how bad things were in the past. Um, any thoughts on those pages at all? Or well, you have the newscasting thing going on here. And you have the one citizen flashbacking from when they were younger and flashbacking about how bad things are. But the way the art's done, just because those dangers are gone with the heavy shadows doesn't mean that there aren't any dangers right away. It looks like maybe the government might have been being a little heavy-handed, which is kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Next page, uh, first introduction to... One of the main core cast characters, uh, Conrad. Okay, uh, Conrad either comes out as the lone hero or the crazed, dark, uh, evil man in the night. He's heavily shadowed. you got the city scene as he winds up going into the tavern, which all D&D fans know that's where the adventure starts. <laughs> <laughs> and ends to some degree. <laughs> Any okay. women at the bar? No. <laughs> Which, surprisingly, yes, there is. <laughs> uh, you're introduced to a character... Uh, Lace. Lace? Lace, yeah. And uh, he is the typical womanizing character, the the, uh, the Han Solo of the group, so to speak, as he comes off originally. As yeah. the story goes, I'm not too sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's... It's- which is funny considering the model for him is the, le- the furthest thing from that. We model him after uh, our dad. 
the really? writer and I. Yeah, that's <laughs> that literally just my dad. Your, your, in. your dad has a secret life and he's picking women up at the bar. That's in outer space. <laughs> well, you know, if you're going to pick up women in outer space, why not? <laughs> okay. So then there's this really complicated uh, kind of hit or miss joke where he's chatting her up basically and she can't get a word in edgewise and doesn't even know the guy. Um, so uh, this kind of reminds me of any 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 guy with the gift of gab at the bar doing anything yeah. that he can to pick up the girl, which is just done well. <laughs> All right, then he dispatches with the uh, big fin-eared guy. Uh, I don't even know his name. I don't think we even gave him one. Um, uh, he's uh, yeah, yeah. Did a little uh, King Neptune here. Yeah. <laughs> King Neptune comes out of nowhere. Handlebar mustache, douchebag ponytail. Um, uh, I, I was trying to think of what I was referencing in for the fight. I mean, it's Charlie Tuna. Charlie, no. <laughs> <laughs> when did Charlie do in a fight? Uh, uh, no, I think it's more of like just a but, like a one and done kind of like we yeah. see people at the bar. You just grab somebody's arm and they slip and fall. Yeah. Yeah. He just sweep the leg and broke the table. Yeah, well, he just shows up because that's who the girl was supposed to meet up, uh, judging by what it's been shown. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm just trying to think of the move, like the yeah. kick and the... Yeah, that's definitely the kick a the uh, Daniel-san sweep the leg move. <laughs> uh, for all you Karate Kid fans. <laughs> sweep the leg, Johnny. <laughs> all right. And uh, by the end of it, Conrad gets the girl. Good going. And uh, he winds up with the uh, yeah. beat up Charlie Tuna. Yeah, hopefully it's uh, subtle but not too subtle that it's him. Then again, you haven't been introduced to any other characters, but no. uh, it, it, all right. it, it does kind of flash out. It's you're wondering who everybody is mm-hmm. and wondering what's going on, which is fun, and just kind of going through the motions here. And of course, Lace just smacks an unconscious man. <laughs> Not the <laughs> nicest guy. No. Love the grin where he's looking at her like, so where was I? Yeah. And uh, winds up realizing Conrad and the girl have taken off and left him with the unconscious thug. Yeah. It's funny. I don't have a lot of photos of my dad, so that's basically me with just my dad's features drawn on top. Nice. Oh, interesting side note. The first time we did this page, we forgot to draw, or I forgot to draw the empty seat. So you had no idea what had happened. <laughs> he, he basically just looks at camera and it's like, where's the joke? And it was literally like an 11th hour panic. Like, I just run back and redraw that panel. Okay. All right. Okay. Then we uh, cut two. Um, this the uh, Denebola system. Yeah, I was going to ask you how to pronounce that. I yeah, I... Not sure myself, but that's, uh, that's fair enough to say. Um, and it's the first introduction to the character Job, in case you're wondering how to pronounce his name. Uh, uh, yeah, I've, I've learned how to... <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's in his own personal two-man craft. Okay, um, I, gotta, I gotta say one thing. Yeah. Great establishing shot. Oh, thank you. You got the planets, you got everything there, you're kind of setting everything up. It's throwing me off that it's upside down. Yeah, well, it, it was initially drawn the correct way. And then uh, in the midst of inking, I was flipping it around in the computer, because it was done in Manga Studio. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was Manga like, studio. 
in Manga Studio, Manga <laughs> Studio Four, uh, <coughs> um, and uh, I thought there's no up or down in space, so why not? You know, and it added a whole new dynamic angle to the whole scene. Okay, there's no sound in space either, but you have the occasional in a bad Star Wars movie. <laughs> Again, a bad Star Wars movie. <laughs> That's why I love like Firefly. If you look at the establishing outside shots, yeah, no sound. Like when they do like like fights in space or like if the ship takes off, no sound. It's like except dead quiet. For, except for the the uh, music in the background and the uh, fanboys screaming out in joy. Yeah. Okay. Well, that goes without saying. All right. Okay. Um, and, and that's a beautiful sight indeed, which is the next page. Yeah. <laughs> but, again, just pushing on with the story, traveling, and uh, the characters testing some of the upgrades. Yeah. And uh, Thank engaging. God for the word bubbles, because otherwise you would not be able to tell what's... Like, the, the talent, quote-unquote talent that I had at this point was just like and plus this whole book was like an experiment like if you look at this compared to the next issues you would think somebody else would do it almost all together <laughs> like if you <clears throat> like Ish knows my style but if somebody else didn't know you would be able to catch any of the uh, the nuances or choice of angles or line choices or any of that type of yeah. stuff well he starts to go into combat mode and Let's starts see. doing some of the line work setting up for that the next page starts uh, some fire a firefight, yeah. and my Would favorite you? panel is the uh, homage to uh, Captain Kirk. <laughs> yeah, because well, any captain that sits on a chair, grabbing his chin, is already kirking him right yeah. off the bat. Just... <laughs> and that's our introduction to Durage. And uh, okay, now is there any? Are we going to discuss? Uh, uh, are you going to go over his background in detail or anything? The Durage character, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's going to be fleshed out soon, eventually. I don't know if it's going to be within the first arc or not. Well, from what we've set, um, he's one of the many teachers that uh, Conrad has had. Because okay. what what Conrad's whole purpose is with these different people, like Lace, Lace is a, an astro engineer. Like he teaches him about like spaceships and mechanics and. You know, quantum physics and, and stuff like that. And womanizing, yes. Okay. And how to get some ass. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of like what he's been doing there the last few years on that planet. But before then, he had done a lot of training with uh, okay. Durage. All right, Durage. Um, yeah. Like Durage, and you're not really seeing it in these pages, but as the story goes, has the most unusual set of eyebrows on the <laughs> of the universe. I could not learn a damn thing staring at him all day. It's like having Harry Osborne as a best friend. All you would do would just stare at his hair all day going, what the hell? From the old comics. Oh, yeah. You, it looks hair. like cr- crinkle cut fries. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, know. those eyebrows started out initially as like a like a, some type of really rough sketch that my brother Steve had done. Like he had these big like three eyelashes. Yeah. And I just moved them up and stuck them out, and there you go. Well, he's given out the orders uh, after after uh, a very short firefight. Firefight. Yeah. You know, okay, they're leaving. Like, like no way to end it. Let's just. <laughs> yeah. Let's just leave. It's like a. He also got an introduction to uh, Retran. Okay. He's a little pilot down there at the bottom. He's going to be a bigger character, hopefully, in probably the next arc. All right. You went with the whole uh, minority 
was that? Minority what? Report. Report uh, yeah. Technology thing, which yeah, is kind of cool. Kinda 3D cool. hologram, uh, touchscreen, and, and all that jazz. Okay, so, all right. But Another transition. Yeah. Another transition. Because we're not lost now. No. <laughs> uh, first introduction to Leander. Which is the guy on the cover, which is my favorite character, because he is the coolest action figure ever. Yes, yes. And that that a, guy took a long time to design. Like, we went through probably 40 different versions of the mask, uh, 20 different versions of the suit, 15, 20 different versions of the hair. I mean, ridiculous. And well, all this, the final designs here were literally like 11th hour decisions. Like, it's it's crazy how much was just kind of gone ahead with. Well, you got an establishing panel in the middle of an unknown planet, woodsy. I like, I don't know what you did with the sky, but I like that look, that texture. Yeah, I think that was a photo, and, and like, I think I put just the wrong filter on it. So it it was actually just supposed to look like like I put like a blurred photo behind it, but uh, yeah, but it's like a like a burlap effect yeah, or something like that. It's kind of cool. It's kind of funky. And yeah. here he is. He's like tranquil. He's meditating. He's kind of focusing the uh, I don't know what the space version of Chi is, but uh, <laughs> don't say the force. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas comes and slaps you with a subpoena. Yeah, that in Disney. He can keep his subpoena in his pants. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and I don't know if you could tell, but the transitions to another flashback. Uh, Trying to establish that with the gray background tones. Yeah, it, it fades out. The next page fades out and shows us him in the middle of a battle. A very young him. Less, yes. less wrinkles and less crow feet and less a shorter haircut, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, and a more steampunk looking outfit. So, and I, I think mean, this is I, just kind of showing that even at a younger age, he was uh, not... A stranger to violence, and it's kind of done in a. In a uh, there's white uh, highlights, but there's a very, very like cool gray, like a light gray that just kind of gives it a whole dreamlike effect, which is what you wanted to do because it's supposed to be the past. Yeah, and until we can, you know, have the colors thrown in, it's hopefully going to be like a like a sepia tone or like a like dirty water paper. Uh-huh. You know, that's. This is, I think, the next page. This uh, The first, the, I think, uh, or no, I'm sorry, second splash page, um, at least with full figures on it, that has the sky that I wanted. Oh. See, I, I think it's probably because it was a, a smaller picture blown up, but this one is, uh, this is that what one came I out call really the, nice. Uh, this is the page that is called the, uh, the anti-comic code. Because <laughs> our hero is putting a sword through one of the enemies in his dream sequence. Looking rather young with the spiky hair. No, not a, not a dream. Flashback. A flashback. Flashback. Oh, flashback. Flash. Sorry, flashback. Flashback. <laughs> I'm sorry, because it just looks painful looking at this. I just don't even... Ew. Oh, yeah. I don't mean to brag, but that's not my body, but my body posing for that. For the sword part? For the, yeah, for the stab. Yeah, my nice. brother is like, no, no, I have this, this, this pose in my head. So we're on webcam, and he's like, no, no. Hand forward, elbow up. No, no, other elbows back. You know. And I'm like, what about the bad guy? He's like, whatever. <laughs> it's like you spent 20 minutes getting one photo. And <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. And then we're introduced to the character Debray. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because nothing's cooler in a space adventure than a gnome-like midget. <laughs> a really old gnome midget. With a sword. Which With a is sword. Awesome. That's like every space adventure needs a midget. With a From, sword. Okay, with a sword, but either that or a laser pistol would be good. Too. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. But I yep. think this guy's—he's uh, actually older than Leander uh, is. Uh, he does look older. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's, it's tough, tough to tell with the mask, but well, you still plus it's the beginning of the story, so you know we don't know how these these people age as aliens. So true, true. You know, the gnome dude. See, might the first be person young. I know of that thought like that. No, you know, it's a space adventure. There are no rules. Yeah. Oh, and a little, uh, little inside note, this little maneuver he does with the, the roll back and the feet on the armpits, uh, that's something my brothers and I used to do when we were little kids. Okay. Like, first. you go walking into a room and somebody would grab you like that and then flip you across the room by your armpits with their feet. So the gnome tries to go for a sneak attack and gets, uh, what is the maneuver called? A <laughs> leg lock? A leg roll? I don't know. Or? The, uh... The flying T. I, um, I don't know. It looks like a like a bad Mexican wrestling. I, 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 I'm going to officially call it the T bone. The T bone. Because you're in a T position and you're boned if you wind up getting this uh, done to you. So. Which if we turn the page, that's exactly what happened. There you go. Ouch. Yeah. Okay. And a sword at the gnome's neck or Debray. neck. We'll keep. Let's we'll see what the we'll name. Go Debray. Mister Gnome. Mr. Gnome. <laughs> well, DeBry's kind of cool. He's got the sullen look going on there. And our, our, I don't, our hero, is, is he a, how much of a character, are we going to be seeing a lot of this character? Leander? Yeah. Leander. Yeah, um, absolutely. He's he's one of the, I'd say if there was a core five, he'd be like the, one of the top three. Oh, okay. So, so I mean, if, within this first arc, I'd say the, the top three characters are uh, Conrad, Leander and uh, Chain. Well, because I don't, want, I don't <coughs> want, I don't want him to become like a Roy Foker from Robotech. That would just kill me if I get into him and all of a sudden, like you know, uh, you're out of my wheelhouse on that Robotech. Okay, I don't. You know, Roy Foker was like this one character that I really, really wound up loving, mm-hmm. and then as the story progressed, he died in the middle of like awkwardly. Yeah, you're just like what? Like any, <laughs> any like a uh, like John Travolta in uh, Pulp Fiction. Like he's an He's a jerk and a killer, but I like him. Yeah, you kind of that's kind of. And then you see him die. alive at the end. You're like, I know what's gonna happen. <laughs> you're gonna die. Yeah. But, so. All right. Uh, we're introduced to, to Vox. Vox. And uh, he's the the now, voice. Now, does it say his name is Vox or? Uh, I believe I'm it. I'm not reading it. No, here. it's not. But you're introduced. But he's so, basically the the like the speaker of the house for right. uh, the evil. Or quote unquote evil presence in the universe, uh, you, the divergence. All right, the divergence. Okay, that's the okay on planet Kerr. But you have this very cool looking alien. I'm not sure because of the heavy shadow if that's a crown on his head or no. It's head. all uh, like it's on. He's on the next page as well. Okay. But it's all like it's like protruding bones, and he has this inset gem in his forehead. Yeah, and I, the, the gems like on his chest are are very important too. Okay. Very important. All right, cool. I have one thing to say. If he doesn't yell out, it's a trap. At least once, I feel <laughs> You're going to be the uh, Akbar <laughs> of the series? Yeah. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> but no, he's very legal, very cool. And uh, you have like this, the, the grayed out uh, 
grayed out background, so he really just pops out nicely with the. It almost it, looks like chainmail on that he's in some of the sections. Yeah, more like a like a ornate sequencing in the embroidery on the shoulders and the oh, high man. collar. Yeah. And that, that gray tone, that was a, like an 11th hour decision as well because it's so heavy black. I mean, if I had dialed the, the black up, mm. he'd have been almost completely washed out. Yeah. I mean, even with the uh, the rim lighting, I mean, unless I had had color to, to fix it. But uh, no, no, I mean, it came out much nicer than I than I would have thought. Yeah, no, he did. He came out very nice, very regal. Uh, kind of almost staring at the, uh, the bride, but the other page, but that's cool. <laughs> I hate the no. <laughs> I hate the no. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that could be the title of the episode. I hate, I hate the, the no. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so now we see the uh, statue that was in the background being revealed. They're pulling the, uh, the giant tarp off. And they talk about the shrine. And uh, yeah. they're pulling it out and showing it. And what it represents. And, mm. and in no certain terms saying... Uh, you're either with us or you're against us, and if you're against us, you're dead. Yeah. Uh, this just, uh, I will say this right now. If this doesn't foreshadow the blowing up of this statue pointing, I don't know why. I feel <laughs> cheated. It, it, this, I, don't, I don't even know what, what is going on with that statue other than the, the fact the, that they're having some type of big ceremony. Like the, it, it I think it's just a MacGuffin to... <laughs> It's so okay. Blow okay. Up. <laughs> Issue one hundred. We're just gonna go to a panel of that blowing up. Oh, you know it's gonna happen. The oh. first time this planet gets attacked, either that or a ship's gonna crash into it. Something's gotta kill the ceremonial statue. Yeah. Okay. And then see panel three on that page. Um, a, more, a better, much more clear shot of uh, Vox. Yeah. With all his, uh, I don't want to say tattoos, but his markings and uh, a couple of the. Uh, now, is that a Conscript. skin thing or a, a um, tribal? I, yeah, I think we're going with something tribal. Um, maybe it's organic. Like, I know one of the uh, races we have will have, like, markings on their face. And, mm. uh, like, depending on their age and the experiences in their life, the markings will change. Like, they'll go from, like, sharp edges to more detailed and ornate or more smooth-edged or, you know, uh-huh. like, like their life experiences dictate the, the markings they have on their body. Um, okay, now, okay. yet another cutaway. Another cutaway. Okay, you're going to have to pronounce this planet. Planet Luak. Luak. In, uh, in Travine City. Luak. So, Conrad, uh, he does it with his shoes on, <laughs> at least hey. one shoe on. Hey, he ain't got time to take it all off. No, he, <laughs> stretch and go is, is his motto. And uh, uh, the girl from the uh, From the bar. From yeah. The bar. Uh, yeah, the sexy as I could make her without being too uh, vulgar. Too vulgar, yeah. Vulgar comes later, I guess. Yeah, I guess so, but you know, come. He's kind of doing that. Uh, it's not the. Uh, it, it, it's the stretch, uh, the triumph stretch early morning. You know, just yeah, stretch. yeah. <laughs> as he's talking to the girl, and she basically she, bugs out. I don't know if she's going to a shower or walking out the window, but he basically bails on her. Throws his coat on and puts his, doesn't put his belt on. He just throws it over his shoulder and walks out the door. That's kind of pimp move. Yeah. Right there. Uh, uh, it's, it's like I'll call you, baby. No, no. Conrad's like mm, I got a universe to save. Later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's going back to the bar. There's more tail to get. Uh, okay. And then we have uh, establishing shot of the city and uh, uh, laces repair shop. Repair shop right there. Uh, now, 
it needs a better name than that. But I don't, uh, think, we, I don't think we ever go back to it. <laughs> I, I officially call it nuts and bolts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But here he is, the uh, Conrad. He's addressing Conrad. He asked him what happened to him at, at Marv's Tavern. And he's kind of, listen, this drawing right here tells you all. He's leaning over and telling you, (laughs) I got some, without getting, without saying a word. Yeah. (laughs) Like, silly rabbit, you got to question me. Yeah. (laughs) And this one, uh, Lace discovers that Conrad got the tail he was hunting for. And says the classic little, little exchange, that's just wrong. But it felt so right. <laughs> yeah. All so, right. Uh, no. Wait, 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 real quick. Real quick. When okay. it comes to Conrad. Yeah. How old is this? Is he supposed to be? I, is, like early 20s? Early 20s? I say like okay. 22, 23. Only um, a frat boy is this cocky. Yeah, only saying. a frat. Yeah. He's definitely a frat boy age. <laughs> um, he's definitely sewn his wild oats while getting the job done. Oh, yeah. But that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. But, you know. Um, okay, so time jump to later. Um, what? Later? Meanwhile, the Hall of Justice, uh, Conrad's um, working in one of the ships. Um, now, basically learning his craft. Uh, all right. This, this is a very interesting design for a ship. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really uh, rough, and then you have the, the background with... Almost like this plating, a scale plating on top of the ship. It's just kind of, it, it's cool. It's throwing yeah. me off though. I'm sitting there like, okay. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with like the lack of gray tones. Like it's actually supposed to be like, like bar lighting across the top. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all of me. That's me not not knowing what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> let's see. So, all right. So Conrad gets to work. He has his own little soliloquy or a own little mm-hmm. monologue. Um, we're or, back introducing. So now, well, well, uh, with this page right here, mm-hmm. uh, the you know, it's kind of showing the dynamic between between the both of them. I mean, granted, it'd have been real easy for Lace to hate Conrad for you know stepping up and cutting them cutting them short for the end of the night, but they act like nothing happened other than a quick little stare. And yeah. they seem to be working really well as a uh, as a team. You know, there's no real bickering or you know, because I've known some guys that'll just hold a grudge forever. <laughs> okay, so you know, um, so we were talking about how they obviously established like this relationship they've had, but at the same time, you also hint that Con, uh, Conrad has been away for quite a long time and he's really homesick. Yeah, and that's that's further fleshed out a little bit in issue two. Hmm. So now we come back to the the Pixidus, which is the uh, name of the ship, um, and they're in some type of meeting room that's mm, not really drawn very well. But <laughs> <laughs> like that table is just so wrong on so many levels. Yeah, yeah but they describe a mission, and it looks like they're prepping for a mission, and. Uh, by the by, the last panel they pull their version of a teleport. Yeah, it's kind of like a, the idea my brother had was like it's kind of like a, 
it envelops you from the outside like a like an electric web almost, or and then it, it as it shrinks around you, your body dissipates, and then you start from that same point out as you come back, mm. which is why you see like their top of their heads and their legs gone, and then you cut to the next panel as they're reappearing. Uh, it starts from like their waist out. Oh, all right. Yeah. Cool. 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 Very, now, is this like? Uh, typical technology, or is that like you know? Um, it, I think it's it's it. It may be kind of exclusive. I don't think it's like a regular thing. They wouldn't do it like all the time. Um, not like you would just do like oh yeah, baby down to the planet. You know, it's more like uh, well, which they kind of did is <laughs> baby <laughs> down to the planet. But uh, I think it's also a special circumstance. But uh, I don't know. That stuff hasn't really been. Uh, Discuss. Fleshed out too much. There you go. Yeah. Well, something I'm wondering about as a reader. There you go. But the next page, you get the uh, one of the guys saying, I never get used to this. That's Job, yeah. And Job. Which is basically being disintegrated. It's uh, from panel, was that four on that page, to panel one. It's I think it's the same teleportation. It's the same progression. Okay. And then as you come back uh, to panel two on the next page, uh, as he's pulling the knife out, and getting it ready, you have that same sound effect that that that's them appearing wherever they're at. Of course, Diraj with his big eyebrows. Yes, the, all six of them. The dagger eyebrows, your father, as he says. And the next page sends his regards as he has the knife right up to Conrad's throat, pulling his hair. Yeah, Conrad's not really digging this and no. is kind of freaking out. <laughs> Which is very very cool picture. It's really intense. Um, eyebrows galore. <laughs> All over. <laughs> but this has a better example of how the ship should have looked. Like it has that that lighting across the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically the same ship. Just I just spent more time on it. And, basically. But this was a great cliffhanger. Because as soon as I read this and I finished reading this, I got to the last panel and went, all right, what happens next? And had me wanting to just, as I was skimming through it just initially at the convention when I first picked up this issue, I was like, all right, I need to know what happens next. And then we wound up hopping from the second issue, read that as I was hanging out with you, and then realized that was the the allure of it. Because... As much as what's going on, you can't wait to see what happens next because you leave them wanting more. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that's that's the uh, that's the plan. Trying to get each ending to the the book, like any other good comic book out there, leaving you with a point where it's like you can't just leave it like that. And like an old uh, black and white serial uh, from the old, the old movies. Yeah, the yeah. Movie like the old Green Hornets and Batman and uh, um, what's the other one? The uh, Commando Batman. Cody. Uh, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Old Superman ones back in the day. Yeah. But, alright, we are done officially with With number one. one. Good talk, my friend. Very, very good talk. Thank you, sir. Alright, so, uh, tentatively, I guess this is being called the Set in Stone podcast. Um, This is our first uh, interview, first uh, chat, first uh, commentary. So we're uh, officially chiseling it out? Yeah, we're we're ironing out the... (laughs) Yeah, oh, oh, oh. boom. <laughs> Mr. Pun's over here. Okay, so, yeah, we're all wrapped up for now, but uh, tune in next time. Uh, we'll try to go over number two, and maybe we'll just do one just 
we'll go back over to the shop and just shoot the shit with everybody and just have everybody just riff in and out. We'll just, just talk about stuff, you know. Get everybody's input. Adam and Andrew and, you know, all the other younger guys. Jordan and Sammy Crabman. Crabman. Uh, Crabman is awesome. Yeah, and if we can catch uh, Erica and them before they jump over to the bar, you uh, know. Good luck with that. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. So. Well, until then, thank you for having me here. Appreciate oh, it. thank you for coming, sir. And uh, I'm going to steal from Kevin Smith uh, for our tagline, see if that works with my brother. Not the uh, face. No, not the face, no. <laughs> Is that Kevin Smith the porn star? Is that Kevin Smith? <laughs> no, uh, it's... Uh, these things should be bagged and boarded, you heartless bastards. Nice. Yes, thank you, sir. All righty. Well, hopefully that'll give you uh, something uh, your brother yeah. can for issue two, coming along hopefully very soon, with another awesome artist, uh, Free Isabello, one of the first four founding members of the ACC, as well as uh, from the uh, new company, LFDF, Live Free, Die Free, uh, his own comic book company. But we're going to get into all of that uh, when we interview him next issue. And apparently... I've been saying the tagline wrong the whole time. The tagline is actually, these things should have boards, you bloody savages, or something like that. I'm going to include the uh, original audio from the movie. Hey, you should have boards in them, all right? Bloody savage. But uh, I don't know. I kind of like the uh, the new mix-up, mess-up one that I have, which is, uh, these things should be bagged and boarded, you heartless bastards. I don't know. Uh, let me know. I think it's kind of cool. You're going to listen to me? To something I said? Jesus, man, haven't I made it abundantly clear during the tenure of our friendship that I don't know shit? I mean, half the time I'm just talking out of my ass. The intro and outro music for the Set in Stone podcast is provided by The Devils You Know. You can find them on their Facebook page at The Devils You Know and at ReverbNation.com slash The Devils You Know. Check them out. They're an awesome band. I highly recommend them.